This is the TJ Show Podcast. This may be one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to my family. What is that? What's going on? You can't make this stuff up. This is life with children. (laughs) So, my wife Jess and I invite over a friend, and we have dinner together on Tuesday night. And we're hanging out, having a great time. And this guy is an incredible audio engineer. That's the line of work that he's in. And so we're catching up, and he brought his hard drives and had this big bag full of hard drives. And we were playing around with some stuff on the computer. And yesterday, I'm getting ready for bed, and my oldest daughter approaches me and says, Hey, Dada, can I ask you something? I said, Sure. She goes, I found something. I said, Okay. She pulls out this little bag of hard drives. Turns out Ben accidentally left it at our house. Okay. And she goes, I found a time machine. And I said, what do you mean? And there, one of the hard drives was labeled time machine. Ah. Now, if you... <laughs> but wait, this gets really deep. She's dead serious. Okay. And she goes, how do you use this? I said, Charlie, what do you mean? I said, that's a hard drive. She goes, a what? She, she had never heard of a hard drive. She didn't know what that was. As far as she knows, that's a time machine. She saw this hard drive with a label on it that said time machine right. in handwriting. And she told me, I tried to use it and it didn't work. <laughs> and I said, okay, hold it right there. What do you mean you tried to use it? And she started to tell me what she did. And I realized, oh my goodness, my kid actually thinks she found a real time machine. And I looked into her eyes and she was for real. And I was like, okay, hold on. Dada has to go get his microphone. <laughs> I, need to, I need to hear all about what happened in your experience. And so I did a full out interview with her. You've got to hear this. Like what happens if you think you actually found a time machine? Because she <laughs> believed that's what happened. Hey, I need to talk to you. About what? Okay. Come here. What? sit down for a second okay tell me what you found i found a time machine where did you find this in the back of our living room describe to me what you found it was a bag with a little like like i don't know like you know the baby books that's how big it was and it had duct tape on it written time machine when you found this bag what did you do with it I said, wow, this is amazing. And what'd you do with it? I asked one of my friends if they knew what it was. So hold on a second. You took it out of our house? Yes. And you were walking around with it? Yes. And you were at your friend's house? Yes. Tell me about how you told them about it, and what did you tell them? I said, hey, I found a time machine. And they're like, what? And I said, yeah, I found the time machine. At first, they didn't believe me. And I said, I don't lie. So then they believed me. So I tried to zap them with it. I said, uh, say how many years you want to go back and where. You tried to get in the time machine? Yes. Did you tell an adult about this? No. We wanted to keep it secret. So you were ready to go to a different year? And not tell anyone about it? Yes. And so how did you tell it where to go? 
there was a little hole in it, like a little like hole with red in it, and she put her th- pinky through it. My friend said, I want to go to California. I want to go back five years. But you're still here, so did it not work? I'm not sure it worked. And now I'm just finding out about this because you approached me. It's late at night. It's before bedtime. And you pulled out this bag like it was a big secret. Why did you trust me to know that you found a time machine in our living room? Uh, because it didn't work. Can you and I have a conversation about what that is? Yes. Okay. That's what's called a backup hard drive that our friend Ben... Remember he was here last night for dinner? Yes. He left it in our living room. Oh, well, it was in, like, a messy place where nobody would go. Do you even know what a backup hard drive is? No, I have no idea. So, you know how we use computers? Yes. You know how I have, like, photos and videos, and they're all on the computer, right? Yeah. You put them on a backup drive, which is a separate place, and sometimes that's called a time machine. So not very interesting. So it's not an actual time machine. Oh, well, that disappoints me. You know, if you ever find anything like that, especially something that could be actually super dangerous, like traveling through time, can you let me know right away? Sure. So, of course, I'm quite concerned that my kid thought she actually found a time machine and then just took it upon herself to try to travel with it. In her defense, it was in the messy part of the house where Ben and you probably weren't in. I don't know, Jabo. I'm just really concerned. Like, you got to mention that to your mama and dad if you think you find something that can travel you to another era. Like, what happened if she did that and she didn't know how to get back? <laughs> she would have figured it out. She's a smart girl. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, this is what it's like having kids. They're getting into all kinds of things, and Ben is getting his hard drive back. It was just a hard drive. It wasn't a time machine. Jabo was in line at a cafe and overheard a conversation happening with the barista and a customer. Yeah, the woman in front of me was just telling the barista her whole entire life story while the barista was like making coffee and taking orders. And then she apologized and said, I just had closet therapy. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Which is what she coined the term of what she was doing. So Yeah, we're all walking around with this emotion bottled up inside of us. And sometimes people just start unloading it on even strangers. Yes. And this happens way more often than we think. And if we've ever experienced this, I know Jabo has. Yes. And you've been, <laughs> you shared a great story yesterday. You were very gracious. A woman approached you at an airport, just started telling you her life story about this relationship she yeah. was in. And you were there for her. And it I was. was. It yeah. was pretty cool. We put out a call. If you want to join in on this discussion, we heard from our listener, Cindy. She hit us up on DM on Instagram at TJ Podcast. That's where you can find us. You can hit that little microphone. And look, just like Cindy, you could be a part of the show. Same thing has happened to her. Someone she didn't know so well just started sharing these deep feelings that she had. And listen to this, how this played out. So one time there was a couple that moved into the area and we decided to invite them over for dinner with some of our friends. Everything was going well. But towards the end of the night, I started the cleanup process. I went into the kitchen. I was doing the dishes. Um, The wife came into the kitchen and started to share with me some of her life experience, some of which were dark, some of which were traumatic. A lot to take in. So I poured us two shots of tequila. Oh, all right. Well, there's a way to... Right. That's the right way to do it. (laughs) I don't know. Some would argue against that, but it seemed to work for them. We took them. And I just listened to what she had to say. That conversation didn't last long. You know, we were interrupted soon after. But what she she said stayed on my heart. 
And a few days later, I invited her over to have a real conversation. That night, she ended up staying till maybe 5 a.m. Wow, I'm so impressed with that. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Because it's so easy to write it off and be like, oh, this is really awkward. Why is she talking to me about it? And sometimes people just need someone to talk to. Yeah. And this goes back to our incredible sponsor, BetterHelp, right. where they're offering this service. You can log on to betterhelp.com uh, slash TJ, by the way, and you can get linked up with a therapist. And it's like, this is what so many of us need and we don't realize it. And yes. sometimes it just spills out onto people we don't even know. And I think it's so beautiful that in this case, she was there for she this new friend. She made time for her. Yeah. We talked and just, that was the night that I decided that she was going to be my friend. And since then, she has indeed become one of my best friends and has left an indelible mark in my life. I love her. See, and I also love that what could have been looked at as being so awkward or uncomfortable, or maybe, you know, I'm not equipped to handle this conversation. Mm -hmm. It actually wound up being this thing that has blessed her. Right. Where her life is better because she took that leap, because she went through that quote, awkwardness. And now she's found one of her best friends. Yeah. And she first started off as a stranger, but that's what strangers are. They're just people you don't, they, they haven't become friends yet. That's all they are. Yeah. And I also, I know people who are so afraid to just make friends because they don't trust anyone. Yeah, And they, they would never, they don't share their, you know, deepest feelings with anyone. Yeah. And then that just stays inside. And it's, it's tough. Do you know anyone like that, Kenny, who just never says anything of any substance? My dad? Yeah. You want to have an emotional conversation with my dad, it's just not going to happen. What What does he do? Uh, yeah, you know, short answers. Yeah, yeah, sure, I love you. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> so that's how you know your dad loves you, because he says, yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? He, he, yeah, he expresses it in other ways. But yeah, I mean, to have those kind of conversations, if I needed to talk to somebody about something serious, I'm not necessarily going to go to my dad. Who would you talk to? Maybe my brother or my sister, for okay. sure. My girlfriend, Allison, has been a great resource for me since I've known her. That's great. awesome. That's, That's great. really cool. Well, listen, there's more with Cindy. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, I used to work at a pet shop. This is uh, quite a story. <laughs> there is a bad side sometimes to letting people into your life. Yeah. And there's always a risk, right, when you do that. Mm-hmm. And this one uh, turned out to be, I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask, but some would opine that this is risky. <laughs> I used to work at a pet shop and there was a young lady that would come in every day and the other employees avoided her like the plague but I felt bad for her and I would stop and talk to her she would express you know everything that she was going through and she just had a lot of sorrow in her heart I thought I think it's so nice that she cares Cindy just sounds like a great person. Yeah, what a beautiful I person. I want to be her friend. Like everyone's avoiding someone and she's drawn to them. Yeah. I just love that. So one day she invited me out to lunch and my coworkers were like, don't do it, don't do it. And you know, sometimes you just got to ignore your coworkers. Yes, and just do it. It just, your friends who are speaking out against your dreams or the things that you're doing that you feel on your heart you should be doing, ignore them. Yep. They're probably uh, not as cool as you are. Let's just put it that way. But... I went against their judgment and I did go have lunch with her. And after lunch, she's like, well, do you mind dropping me off at my place? I live right up the street. And I said, okay, fine. Now I'm getting nervous. (laughs) (laughs) We got there. She's like, hey, why don't you come upstairs? I want you to see my pets. I said, okay. Would you go inside the house? Nah. You wouldn't? Mm -mm. How would you handle that? I'd be like, no, I got somewhere else to be, but maybe next time. That'd be it. Kenny, 
Yeah, J-Bo's got the right move. You gotta yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah. Lie. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got yes. somewhere to go. Producer Heather, who loves animals, would you go inside the house? For animals? Yeah. She said, let's go see my pets. Of course I'm going in. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. I went up. <laughs> she went in. And she had floor-to-ceiling cages of different animals, mostly rats. And she's like, well, I just had, these rats just had babies, so I would like to give them to you as a Christmas gift. So I can't take these. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, at this point, I just want to, full disclosure, I almost started crying being touched so deeply by this story. She's so kind. Because she's so kind and she's going through this. And I I just thought like, wow, how beautiful is this moment? Wait, wait. Um, So, you know, I, I politely declined. But because I declined, she started calling me incessantly, like, take my hamsters, take my dogs, take my cats. (laughs) I had to block her. I had to block her and quit that job. She quit the job (laughs) over it. Okay, so listen, this is the risk of loving one another well, and I think it's worth it. You win some, you lose some because, I mean, I'm sure she's had great experiences when she's befriended people who were strangers. Yes, of course. And, you know, and everyone's in a different place and has a different walk. And who knows, maybe her showing up at that woman's house actually did do something really special for her. And, you know, she's not at risk. I mean, she's here to tell the story, right? Right. And she was in her life for that particular season. Right, right. And like seasons, they change and she had to move on, you know? Right. And it's so nice that she was giving away free rats. I mean, listen, rats are really cool. If you look up rats on Instagram, pet rats, they're some of the coolest pets. They live inside of couches and it's wanted. Like they're invited. I mean, you've seen Ratatouille. It's like that, but yeah, in real that's life. Yeah, a cartoon. But nah, no, no, no. I'm not are, buying that. There are some rats <laughs> who are like that. Actually, just yesterday I saw something. I don't know how this stuff finds us, but there's this guy who walks around with a squirrel on his shoulder in his house. The guy gets home. It looks like he's a contractor. The squirrel jumps off the the curtains onto his neck and just hangs out. And he gives him food and he lets him open up boxes. I'm trying to get him on our show. You know, I know a lot of people are trying to like book Taylor Swift and the next big celebrity. I want to talk to the guy who owns Peanut. I want to find out how he got him. What, the squirrel guy? And how the squirrel (laughs) trusts him. And asking for a friend. I mean, I'm very interested in these wild animals being tamed to be pets. So there's a whole lot coming up on this show. But beautiful story, Cindy. Thank you for submitting it. So many ways to get in touch with us. The DM feature on Instagram is one of the easiest. Just follow us at TJ Podcast. Even if you don't have anything to contribute right now, for when you do, at some point, you're going to want to. If you keep listening to the show, you're going to want to get involved in the conversation. So find us at TJ Podcast on Instagram. Today is Evaluate Your Life Day which sounds like a widely celebrated holiday. (laughs) We see that there are a lot of holidays every day. This one caught our attention, though. And producer Kenny, you went out in the street, you tapped some random people on the shoulder, and you asked these people to evaluate their life. Yes. Well, how would you evaluate your life right now, J-Bo, quickly, on a five-star scale? Uh, 3.7. 3.7? Do we need to have a lunch? No, I think 3.7 is good because that means there's room for growth. Ah, there we go. That's true. We can't stop growing. Kenny, evaluate your life. Yeah, I'm going to give myself a four. Four! Do I need to have you over for a lunch? <laughs> I would love to go to lunch with you, TJ. You buying? Are you doing okay? Where, where are you missing? No, I think I'm doing great. I'm with J-Bo. I don't want to think that I'm at the best that I can be. Yeah. Because I do think down the line, things could get even better. Okay. Well, let's see what these people said. If you could look back on your life right now and give it a five-star ranking... 
What would you rank your life right now out of five stars? I would give my life a five star. Ooh, love that. Wow. You'd give it because five stars. Because words are powerful. Whatever you speak of your life is what you are. That's good. Yeah, that's facts. So you should always think the most of your life because whatever you speak, you can't take it back. You should never, ever demean yourself a dollar. Even if you don't have a dollar in your pocket, you're supposed to always say, I'm rich. You should always carry yourself as a queen with class, a lady, because yeah. that's who you are. And no matter where, which, where you are in life, always carry yourself in a very professional and very way, in a, in a way of character because that's who you are. You never know who wants to buy from you, see you, or you need help, but they look at the way you carry yourself. Now, you know, I really like what she's saying there because think about the people in your life. Are there certain people who always talk down on themselves uh, or talk down on other people? And are their lives showing a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. It raises the question, like, is there something about our words that are powerful? Oh, like, yeah. If we're saying we have a five-star life, is, is that different than saying it's a one-star? Look at the people who are doing it. That, to me, is priceless. You can't buy that. Just like peace is priceless. Beautiful. So if Thank somebody out there is giving themselves a lower ranking, five out of five, it doesn't get better than that. Right. Um, but if somebody was two out of five or three out of five, what advice would you give them? What message would you give that person to get to where you are right now? I would tell them to be ever encouraged. Your beauty and your things, whatever you think of yourself, is there. Yeah. But look inside yourself to find it. Mm. You are better than the two. You know, so I would tell you, look within yourself. And whatever's going on with you, if you lost something, my pastor told me, the key word in life for this year is elevation. Oh, look at that. Restoration. They are, the, they are the words right there. He said, so that's all within. So whatever you don't have and all that brings success is all within now. I love what she's saying that what we need is inside of us. And, uh, you know, and whether you're a person of faith or not, it sounds like she's talking about her faith right. there. Because we've lost something, it doesn't mean that it forever marks our life. Uh, I mean, it may be a part of who we are, but it doesn't mean that something good can't come out of it. Right. I mean, we've seen that in our family. We lost a baby. And we look back, and it's very complex because obviously it's really sad. And there is undeniable fruit from the seemingly worst-case scenario that nobody would have ever asked for. You know, how do we explain five-year-old Willa? How do we explain three-year-old? Yeah. No, you know, it's like there's, there. it's complex. Yes, Producer Kenny. I saw an interview recently with Stephen Colbert from the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. He lost his father and his brother in a plane crash when he was very young. And he was being interviewed talking about how he had to learn to love the moment in his life that he wished never happened. Mm. It was really deep. Yeah, Colbert has gotten deep on that subject a number of times. He's yeah. a very deep-thinking guy. I'm glad you brought that up. That woman is very rich in spirit. I mean, you can hear it when you yeah. hear her talk. And I love the part where she said, like, your words are powerful. I would never allow someone to talk down to me and call me names. Yeah. And so why should I do that to myself? Right. Because your body receives it the same way. Your mind and your spirit receives those negative words in the very same way. Well, you're great at that, Jaybo. You know, like, you could be in a room with Jaybo, and you could just be sitting there. And next thing she, you know, she goes hey, I really like your shoes. Or, hey, I really like that. And she'll just compliment you out of nowhere. You go, whoa, what did I do to deserve that? It actually yeah. makes you feel good. It makes you feel a little lighter. So keep doing that, Jabo. So where are you, TJ? Me? Yeah. I give myself a five. Okay. Congratulations. Why a five? Well, I'm I'm very grateful because my life looks so unrecognizable today. Like, I can't even believe, first of all, that I love my wife so much and I keep loving her more and more. And I, I love being on the radio here, love the people in my life, love you guys. And there's also room to grow. You can be a five and I think there's room to grow. And I agree with you guys in that sentiment because I know you're both saying that you want to grow more. Yeah, there's we room should to grow. always. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I have a friend. 
Dr. Melody Hilton is her name. She's a coach and goes into corporations and really smart. And we were having dinner together and she said something that stuck with me. She said, if you're not growing, you're dying. Ooh. It's like, oh, think about that. Yeah, that's that pretty, that's yeah. really better, better grow fast, <laughs> right. right? I don't want to die. <laughs> or, you know, in the time that we're supposed to grow, may, maybe no rush, um, because then you could also just burn out. And you could harm yourself. You push yourself to grow. Totally. It's not time. But Kenny went out on the street to celebrate the holiday, asked some random strangers to evaluate their life. Where do they match up? It's a holiday today. It's called Evaluate Your Life Day. And I was asking people if they could give their life a five-star ranking like a Yelp review. What would you give your life? Um, I would say about four stars. Four stars? Yeah. What do you think you could do to get to that five-star ranking? Um, just set my goals and meet them. Are you committed to doing that, to getting to five stars? Absolutely. Doesn't sound like she wants anything to do with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, great, gotta go. It's like asking uh, for a review, a customer service yes. review. People don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with me either. What did she do to deserve this? Just walking down the street and Kenny is like tapping her on the shoulder? Right, you're making her think. She's like, I'll say whatever you want me to say if I can get this thing over and done with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What would you rank your life? Out of five? Out of five stars. Five. How do you get yeah. to five stars? Why not be five stars? Right. <laughs> I have my health. I have a great husband, great kids. Yep. I love where I live. I love my job. So That's five examples right there. It sounds like a star for each one. Yeah. Can I change my rating? Yeah. Earlier you asked what my rating was. I said 3.7 because there's room to grow. I want to say 4.7. 4.7? Well, where's the point three lacking? <laughs> there's some things I want to do. Okay, okay, cool. Five? Really? No, that's her husband. Yeah, she yeah. was <laughs> saying five stars. He was shocked by it. That's what she said. <laughs> really? <laughs> We've known each other forever, so yes, Russ. yes, yes. For almost 40 years. Known each other 40 years. Married 30. Wow. Wow, I really love That's his beautiful. joy there. And that, listen to that. That's what she said. <laughs> really? <laughs> he's so happy. He, he's surprised, too, because he's like, you were complaining earlier, so I don't know how it's a five, but I'll take it. And you know, if you're hearing this and that guy's laugh annoys you. <laughs> really? <laughs> that laugh is, is waiting for you, too. Yeah, it's a great laugh. And I've seen this firsthand. I've seen so many couples talk about how miserable they were for so many years of their marriage mm -hmm. and they both decided to turn it around and everything changed. Yeah. And there's a course of action. There are people, how do you even do that? How do you begin? Because sometimes it's embarrassing to talk about how bad a relationship is. I would start hanging around people who have a great relationship. You yeah. know, you see people with a great relationship, start watching what they're doing. I mean, I've learned a lot from doing that. The same way you learn other things. If you want to learn more about how to fix a car, you're going to ask a mechanic. Yeah. If you want to learn how to, you know, um, make your, your relationship better, you're going to ask someone who's having a healthy relationship. Yeah. And you don't even have to ask, like just literally observing. Yeah. Like if you never knew how to plant a plant and you see somebody do it for the first time, you go, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. You got to dig deeper than the dirt there and add some fresh dirt in. Oh, and cool. Water I wonder and, yeah. why your plants are growing and mine aren't. Right. Yeah. It's just so cool that we can do that. We have the freedom to have that. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on. Kenny, give me a I wacky laugh. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's waiting for you. This is the TJ Show. It's Evaluate Your Life Day, so why not? This is the TJ Show. I was driving down a road, and I saw a sign. It said, Kettle Corn. Fresh popped. Are you a fan and, of kettle corn? Oh, yeah, of course. Who doesn't love kettle corn? I don't. Really? Yeah, I don't. Okay, let's say there was a sign that said, Buttered Popcorn on the side of the road. All right. A popcorn you have an affection for. All right. What do you do? Do you pull over and put money in the little cardboard box? $5 a bag. No, Are you I keep intrigued? driving. Keep driving, okay. Yes. 
What about you, producer Heather? Uh, yeah, I would probably get the corn. I'd put five dollars in there, sure. What'd you do? Yeah. That's what I did. I'm like, yeah. this is great. I love a good fresh. <laughs> you guys are popped. kind. <laughs> yeah, and so I pull over. It's annoying. I had to like find a weird part of the road to pull over. Put the five dollars in the box. And I start guzzling it in the car like a monster. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> just, way to eat popcorn. I'm so hungry and like I should be eating a real meal. But yes. I'm, I'm just eating this popcorn from this dumb stand. And it was some of the worst popcorn oh, I've ever no. tried in my life. And well, I was like, this, this is worthy. <laughs> no, I love it. This is worthy of a bad review. Oh. And there's no place to review it because it's some person who made a little stand outside the side of their house. And it's like, of course I fell for this. Like, I have God. to suffer the consequences. And I wound up throwing out about $4.10 of the bag. Oh, wow. And that's how many bites I took. It was unbelievable. And I'm like, why would anyone brag i mean it's kind of a brag right if you're selling popcorn yeah why would you sell that then who's buying that did you ever contemplate turning around and like giving them back the bag and taking the five dollars back i don't know where we live you don't want to knock on some doors (laughs) they might come out (laughs) uh, with a double barrel and go all right you want some more popcorn i got you yeah what i'm saying is beware of random food that's not at the store (laughs) i hear you bro sometimes there's a dangerous outcome there what do you have going on in your world today, Jabo? Well, I want to give a shout out to the fly on my windshield. Um, yeah. 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 I jumped in my car and made my way into work. And there was a fly on the outside of my windshield. And I was like, oh, once I start driving, this fly is going to be gone. Mm. Pull up to work. But right before I get out, the fly catches my eye and it's still hanging on impressive. to the windshield. That is really impressive. And yeah. I thought... I need to hold on to hope the way that fly hangs on to the windshield. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that is a great point. I wonder like, why some bugs, they've got a like a sticky ability mm-hmm. where they can, and they obviously choose to be sticky. Yeah. Because he could let go if he wanted to. Right. But like, so what is he using to hold on? I don't know. Maybe he just thought wherever this car is going, got to be better where, than where I'm at. Do you know the answer to this, Kenny? I have a theory. You have a theory. Okay, Kenny, what you have a theory? In the Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man had these little spiky things that came out of his fingers once he got the power. So maybe the fly has those little microscopic spiky things that can latch on to surfaces. Okay. We should look that up. That's really interesting. Like a cat's nails like it comes out and then can be retracted. Cool. Look, so they must have some sort of a brain. They know. (laughs) They know something. 75 mile an hour winds. (laughs) Hang on tight. Sticky (laughs) things. Come out. I wasn't driving that fast. (laughs) (laughs) Producer Heather, what's happening in your world today? Um, So you know like this saying or whatever the trope like you know you grow up to be like your parents or whatever oh yeah well I found myself growing up to be like my dad I've noticed that like every time I go to sit down or get up I make like a grunt and I go really I go ugh (laughs) (laughs) every single time so, Does something hurt, or you just do no, it? No, I just ma- no. Well, I mean, it is getting a little harder to get up and down. Don't get me wrong, but like nothing hurts. But I just feel like I'm, I just make that noise for some reason. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it starts because, and I bet you started doing this because you were making fun of your dad, right? Oh, probably. And then yeah. you then you realized it's kind of soothing, yeah, and yeah. you do it. Like this happened to me with backing my car in. I never backed my car in, but one time I was in the car with my brother, and I backed it in just to make him laugh, because my dad always backs in the car. And now, wouldn't you know it, I find myself backing in all the time. I love it. I'm like, there's a reason why we do this. Yeah, our parents know something, apparently. Our dads, yeah, they know how to live. It's great. This is the TJ Show. Thank you for turning your radio on today. If any of us have ever been in a relationship, we know that it's never just perfect. No, it's not. Like, they could be really good. Yeah. But there's still stuff. You know, like with my wife Jess, she'll do something, and I wonder why she does it. Like, when she gets changed, she throws her clothes on the floor. 
and they're still there when I come in. And it's like, why do you do that every time? You could easily <laughs> put them to the side. There's a shelf you could put them on. There's a laundry basket. Aww. Anything. Your wife, Jess, and my husband, Archie, must be brother and sister. Yeah, they right. And you notice these little things about Archie. I do, yeah, but he's still great. Well, our camera guy, Josh, noticed that his wife, Ann, keeps doing something. And she doesn't stop. And it doesn't make sense to him. And so I'm glad, as an investigative journalist, which I consider you to be, Josh. Yeah, I am. You asked her flat out. We're always talking about communication, talking to our people that we love to make the relationship stronger. And I think you did that here. Thank you. And what? Well, she sounds nervous. <laughs> yeah, she knew something was coming. Why do you keep putting my deodorant and hairbrush away in the drawer? So to clarify, you want to just leave everything out on the counter? Yeah, because they're things that I use every single day, and so I think they shouldn't be put away. Well, then why do you have drawers? Time. Well, drawers are for things that aren't used so frequently. Okay. Drawers are that way you keep things clean. If you use it once a week, I could see the case for putting it in a drawer. But if you use it every single day, then it's just a waste of time opening and closing the drawer every single day. Well, let's see what Ann has to say. Because when I clean the bathroom, I wipe down the counter and it's on the counter. It's in the way. So I put it in the drawer. Oh, so it's a nice thing, Josh. Yeah, she's keeping it neat. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. <laughs> you know what I noticed doesn't get put away? What? The corroded Listerine bottle on the top of the sink. Why? Oh, that's her Listerine bottle. Mm -hmm. That's allowed to stay on the counter. Right. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> instead, you'll put my small deodorant in the drawer, but you keep the Listerine out on the counter. Have you ever cleaned a bathroom before? Uh-oh. Why? Why? What is, what is the logic? Why is the Listerine no. not? Well, no, wait, what is the answer to that? Well, you know, these types of questions just buy her time to think of an answer. That's what I've noticed. But, but that's that's have, a quick little subject change. I don't see how it's relevant to you the situation. You don't clean the bathroom. You don't clean the bathroom. No, I, I don't see how <laughs> no, it's relevant. It's okay. yeah, away. I will explain it then because you don't know how to clean a bathroom. I put away just enough stuff so I can shift around the other stuff so I can wipe every part of the counter in the sink well why don't you put the listerine bottle away it takes up way more surface area you know what i i don't know <laughs> do you drink it out of the bottle or do you pour it in something first oh great follow-up question mm -hmm. josh that's good i always wonder are there people that drink it right out of the bottle and as gross as that seems in all fairness to them does the listerine kill their germs when mm, they take a I was sip thinking the same thing yeah well what's the answer I don't know the answer. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how Listerine works, but I, in my mind... But it's 99.9999999% of germs that it kills. <laughs> right, so in my mind, it kills those germs on the mouth of the bottle. But what about that 0.00001% of germs? Well, What hey, if that one gets you? I don't know. Take some Robitussin after that. I know you don't pour it in anything. I'm at, this isn't about me. What, Wait, what? Hold on, Josh. What are we learning about you? No, no. This Do is you, just another great example of changing the subject here. That's all. That's just another slight because she knows you, she's being back. Hold on. Do you slip right out of the bottle? I mean, 99.99999 sounds pretty good to me. Are you kidding me? Come on. This is a hypocritical conversation here. What do you do? Do you drink it out of the bottle? I just like air, like, you know, waterfall it. Oh, you can't do that either because your your lip is always going to touch it at some point. If you believe that your germ's going to get on the bottle, you can't waterfall it. I used to hate that. I used to play Little League Baseball and some kid would be like, yo, can I have a sip of your water? No, I won't touch it. And then he would like grossly put it close enough to his mouth that he'd be breathing on it still. 
And it just, I, did, I didn't drink it after that. I didn't want it. What do you even use a Listerine for? I think I used it because my one tooth was kind of starting to hurt, so I started gargling the Listerine. <laughs> We're learning so much about Josh and his family. Yeah, we are. What did she do that made her tooth hurt? Yeah, I guess I should have asked that as a husband, shouldn't I? You should be concerned, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I asked that. I'd be very concerned if my wife's tooth hurt because I wouldn't want it to fall out. Right. And then I have to That's tell not people, cute. Yeah, she, well, I mean, sure, sure she'd still be cute. I got to put the disclaimer <laughs> right. there. But I'd prefer with the full set of teeth if I, if I can. Right. And actually, it doesn't, I was just thinking, it doesn't really hurt that much anymore. Oh, does Listerine fix a hurting tooth? That one I'm not going <laughs> to confirm for sure. The bacterial okay. one, I'll stand behind that. But that one, I can't stand behind that. Josh, great job investigating. Great Thank job you. communicating. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about some of the hypocrisy that I hear. Same. But, I learned uh, a lot about Josh. Yeah, we're all a work in progress, right? Yeah, we are. I'm going to read you some reviews from a restaurant, and I want to know if you would go to this restaurant. And Jabo, you tell me, would you go to this restaurant with me? All right. The reviews say, our first time here, from start to finish, we won't be back. My husband called for pizzas, said it would be 45 minutes, took way longer. Hungry boys at home. There are better prices, better taste, better service out there. Another one says, overpriced, eaten here three times. Just to add a little bit of chicken, it was $3 extra. Four small slices of chicken. Went last night, honestly, don't see the hype. Wings and pizza sauce had a weird taste. Another one says that they were told the wait would be 40 minutes. Took him an hour and a half to make two simple pizzas. Another one says waitstaff was impolite. You could tell the waitstaff didn't want to serve us. What do you think? I would still go. Why? Because I have complaints about certain department stores that I shop at and I still go. Okay, what about you, Kenny? Would you go with me? I would be willing to give it a try. You may remember that I sought out the worst reviewed restaurant in our neighborhood and went okay. and had a great time. You guys are open-minded. A lot of people wouldn't go. Yeah. Now, it just so happens this restaurant that I'm reading is one that you and I have already been to and we loved. It was, <laughs> yes. it was a local okay. pizza shop. I, I, I remember. So these reviews I love have, you know, obviously maybe not with this crew, which is great because we've sort of talked about this already and we did put Kenny up to the experiment because we feel like Places are often unfairly reviewed. Right. It's a few people who get upset or maybe they have a bad night or who knows? Like maybe there's a bad employee there who's no longer there. Like some of those reviews I was reading were from two or three years ago. Yeah. And I only know, we only know one side of the equation, which is the person who's reviewing the, the restaurant. This headline caught my attention today because I can't stand reviews. So John Legend is apparently teaming up with a social media company and has started an invite-only restaurant review app. And it's called It's Good. Apparently, there's not even a place for negative comments. Either you recommend a place or you don't. And I love that concept. Like, I could follow Jabo, and I could see all the places that she ate in our neighborhood, and I trust her opinion. And I'll say, oh, she liked that coffee shop? She didn't like that coffee shop. Cool. Oh, wow, she really raved about that one. I'd love to go there. Same thing with Kenny. It reminds me of that old saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Well, it just seems like something that is finally going against this broken review system. I yeah. mean, we've heard really horrible stories over the years of payoffs yep. and things going on under the table with certain review sites, which I won't say, mm-hmm. because it honestly, it sounds like a mob. 
sometimes. Right. The way that they do business with reviews and how sometimes other restaurants will attack their competitors. It's it's a truly broken system, and it's always refreshing to see something being done about that. I'm a big John Legend fan. Uh, the Lightspeed partner, the people involved with this app called It's Good, says over the past few years, we've started relying on the opinions of strangers on Yelp, TripAdvisor, Google Reviews. Oh, she's just flat out attacking those guys. Right. <laughs> These strangers may not have similar taste to us, may not give authentic reviews, may even be a bot. Instead of following thousands of strangers or maybe fake people, why not follow the few people whose tastes you most respect and admire? I'm just like, cool, finally. There's another way. Why is it taking this long? And with this concept, with it's good, it's invite only. So I feel like you're if you give a review, it's because you really took your time with the review. You thought it out. You went to the restaurant. You experienced it. Your review's going to be legit. Yeah. Well, you know, these apps, they have a tricky way of being invite only at first. And you're like, whoa, like I got so many <laughs> invites to recent social media apps. And I'm like, eh, nah, I don't need it. We've already got horrible ones that we're all on. So yeah, I mean, keep an eye out. I do want an invite to this one. Yeah, me too. Because I'm passionate about great food. I'm passionate about great service. And I also don't care to review someone if they're not great. Like why even get involved? Why waste our time reviewing negatively when uh, it doesn't matter? The best thing you could do is just not go anymore. I don't believe in like public criticism or public public critiquing. I believe in like praising in public and doing the critique in, in, in private. So if I go somewhere and I don't like something, I'd rather just tell the waiter or tell the manager directly sure. instead of putting them on blast. You know, if they do something about it, great. Yeah. Most people want to know how they can enhance their business. Right. So pretty cool. Tides are turning on that front at least. Very excited about tomorrow night. Ooh. Having the whole crew over for dinner and everyone's spouses invited. And I thought we picked the perfect meal. I told my wife, Jess, hey, we should go to that really awesome butcher. They like, I think they know the cow. And then they sort of, you know, betray it. And then Aww. you get fresh meat right off the farm. Poor and Bessie. filet mignon is so good. Please don't mess up dinner for me. I was looking forward to that until you well, set it up that way. Well, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I mean, you got to know what it is. You got to know what you're eating. No, I don't care. And uh, we wanted to serve that. We agreed on it, and then I thought, oh, wait a minute. Our producer, Heather's a vegetarian. And so my wife, Jess, had to talk through that. Well, what do we do then as a backup plan? Jess was actually sitting at the piano, if you missed her song about that. We want to serve filet mignon, but Heather's one of those vegetarians. If we eat a whole lot of meat, will she think we're all barbarians? But TJ says it doesn't matter, because the cow's already dead. We'll give her a bowl of broccoli And the rest of us will be well fed Yeah, and so after we discussed it and then discussed it in song um, <laughs> We just decided, like, we'll, we'll be well fed And Heather's pretty cool She's even, we've caught her eating chicken sandwiches So we're not totally sure, like, yeah, where she stands Chicken wings, but now she's getting her husband, Lewis involved because apparently he's a very picky eater and he was asking you what we're serving. He's been asking me since I told him about this dinner. Oh my goodness. And You know, you've been like bugging me all week to see what we're having for dinner when we go to TJ's house on Friday. Uh, one, I wouldn't say bugging. Uh, it's more curiosity. Just want to know. That's all. Now, why does he need to know what we're eating? He's nervous because he's got to prepare beforehand. Probably, yeah, he right? has to know if he has to eat before. Right. Like pregame. <laughs> like he pre-game. needs to know if he has to pregame the dinner or not. Yeah. <laughs> They're tossing around. And the I head. asked you like one time. <laughs> Is that true? 
What, did I ask him one time? Yeah. Or he asked me one time? No, he asked me several times. Right. He's lying. It's ridiculous. He asked me uh, several times. It was like twice. I went from one to two. It was like two times. Anyway, I think they're throwing around the idea of getting like filet mignons. How do you feel about that? You know what filet mignon is, right? Red meat. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a really good cut of steak. Will you eat that? I mean, I probably won't because, you know, I don't eat meat, but... I sense a nervousness from him. Like, yeah. his night was just ruined. <laughs> um, I mean, I probably won't either. Really? You won't eat filet mignon? It's supposed to be, like, the best, like, type of meat you can get. Yeah, but I don't... That's... I disagree. What do you think the best type of meat is? Turkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I like what? turkey, too. Turkey is great. It's one of my favorite meats, but turkey? I don't eat meat, and I know that turkey is not better than filet mignon. Clearly, you have not had some good turkey. <laughs> okay. Okay, anyway. All right. Why wouldn't you eat filet mignon? I don't eat red meat. You wouldn't even, like, try it? Because, like, you're going to someone's house, they're cooking this meal, and filet mignon is pretty pricey. It's not cheap. You won't eat it even though they bought it. I would eat your portion the next day in, like, a little cheesesteak sandwich. So it's not like it's going to go to waste. Yeah, yeah, I would take Lewis's portion home if you would allow me, sure, TJ. Sure, you absolutely can. And have it with eggs. Yes. You know, steak and eggs. Right, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to yes, do with so leftover good. steak. And cooked it and made it for you? Um, I'd try it. Oh, okay. I would try it. I probably wouldn't eat like a whole serving. Yeah. Well, you know me. I don't like to make a fuss. So like whatever they have, if I don't. No, you're not making a fuss. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't no. make a fuss. No. Eat it. I just won't eat it. And I'll just, you know, eat later. I don't you, make fusses either. You, on the other hand, get a little cranky. You no, little, I don't. You get a little hangry. I already pregame and then I will probably postgame if needed. So what? He'll eat like a cliff bar or something? Protein yeah, no, he'll bar? Eat a, no, he'll eat a full meal. He'll eat a full meal before. And then if he likes what you have, <laughs> he'll eat that full meal. And then he'll come home and eat another full meal. All right. Hold on. My wife, Jess, is on the phone. Jess, are you hearing this? Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think we can make two dinners tomorrow night? We could do one for most people, and then we could do separate one for, it sounds like we need a separate one for Lewis, and a third dinner for Heather. So, I decided a long time ago with picky children that I don't make multiple dinners. Okay. I mean, but I'm, I'm a full grown adult, though. Adults, yeah. <laughs> Although, I do, I will tell her that I'm going to, like, beef up the sides, and she can, I mean, beef is maybe the wrong word, she's vegetarian. I'll have good sides. So she hopefully won't leave hungry. Do, do you eat eggs? Eggs I'll eat, yeah. All right, how about I make you an egg and cheese sandwich? I'll eat that for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. so listen, I'll uh, I'll do that for Heather, and then Aww. we'll figure out Lewis, okay? I don't, want you at the, I don't want you in the kitchen making an egg sandwich. What do you mean? I'm great in the kitchen. I'm going to be there, and you get in my space. No, no, I'm going to... All right, I'm going to get one of those little backup burners that you buy at Walmart, right? And do I'm it gonna, outside, like hot Yeah, I'll cook it outside. I have a, an extension corn. I can run from the kitchen out the window, <laughs> and I can make you your egg sandwich, and then we'll be good. Okay. I got it covered, Jess. Very but, much looking forward to everyone coming over and eating or not eating. Yeah, night. no, it's fine. They, everybody gets to choose if they want to eat or not. I'm eating, yeah. Jess. I'll fill up on good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a world where, yeah, if you're serving like the greatest meat, it's a problem. Yeah. Oh, man. This is the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. Our news is a little bit different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he goes through every story he can find in the world, and then he brings us the best ones. Kenny, what's happening today? A grandpa in the United Kingdom was clearing space at his house. Unfortunately, his wife became ill. And they needed to make room for a hospital bed inside the house. But in this process, he came across a bunch of Pokemon cards. This grandpa's 81 years old, and he was so close to throwing them all away until his 50-year-old daughter said, Hey, Dad, I think they might be worth something. Hello, Grandpa. Huh. And indeed, they were worth a bunch. They found thousands of Pokemon cards, including several unopened boxes 
of this Pokemon fourth print base set booster box of 102 cards. Is that the most annoying title for a base card? Booster, <laughs> booster box. box. Can you say that one more time? I'm just happy I got through it. Let me see if I could do it again. A fourth print base set booster box of 102 cards. Wow. That's impressive. They're expecting to get $20,000 for this at auction. How much did they get? Well, they haven't sold that one yet, but they've sold a bunch of the loose cards. As I've mentioned, they've already brought in over $50,000. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's so a wrap. That's not counting okay. the twenty that they're expecting to get for the box. And apparently they have several other boxes that they're now keeping in safes for in case of emergency. Wow. Ain't no in case of emergency. You cash out right yes. now, and then you take that money and you invest it. While people are still willing to pay that yes. for these dopey, I mean... Amazing cards. <laughs> you you jump on that, J-Bo, I know. Wait, does anyone here have Pokemon cards? Man, I had a binder full of Pokemon cards, and I gave them to my nieces and nephews when they were younger. Thinking, what? This is, this is when they were younger. It was a couple years ago, thinking, oh, these things are never coming back. Were they and the I'm originals? Myself, the originals. Go get them back from them. I don't know where they're at. They lost the cards you yes. gave Yes. Are you kidding me? They're ungrateful little people. Wow. Never give them presents again. Ever. That's it. <laughs> my brother had a full binder full of them as well. The original ones, plenty of those holographic cards. What the heck? They are somewhere in my parents' basement. I have no clue where they are. We've been asking my mom about it for a long time. Wait, producer Heather too? You've got Pokemon cards? What is going on here? I never was interested in Pokemon. So uh, We're sitting on a pile of money, y'all. Well, maybe. Maybe not. It's always frustrating when you think you've got something and then you go through it and you're like, ah, these are worthless. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the story of the old guy who making, what, close to 100 grand? That's incredible. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to make a lot. And of course, they're going to split it amongst the family. But as I mentioned, the the man's wife had taken ill. uh, So that's going to help them with expenses as well. What a story. Kenny, what else do you have? Is it okay to work out if you're sick with a cold or the flu? Mm-mm, not <sighs> me. I look for any excuse not to work out. Okay. So I would just take Same. it and run with it. Ah, I'm Same. not feeling great. All right, fine. Well, some experts are weighing in. First, they say you should always check with your doctor before getting back into any physical activity. But in general, mild or moderate exercise is likely fine with only mild cold symptoms like a runny nose, nasal congestion, sneezing, mm. according to the American Lung Association. I want a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Somebody who likes laziness, because right. I want to talk to them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, one doctor recommends what he calls the neck check. Oh. He says if you have a fever or symptoms in the neck or below, such as sore throat, cough, or difficulty breathing, you should definitely not work out until you feel well enough or you've been cleared by your physician. That's who I was looking for. Hello. However, <laughs> Thank you. if your symptoms are above the neck, so perhaps just a runny nose, uh-huh. then it should be fine with moderate or mild exercise. But if I have a runny nose and I allow myself to rest, then I can prevent it from getting worse. You know, it can move down past my neck. Yep, I'm going to call you. This article does get into that. In many cases, people who are like gym nuts, they work out every day, they're kind of trying to put those people at ease, saying if you miss a couple of days of working out, it's okay. Your body needs to heal. Kenny, what else do you have? The Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie opened last weekend, and it's already broken the domestic record for the highest grossing concert film in the U.S. Good for Taylor. However, some people who have attended the film are complaining about Swifties' movie theater etiquette. Uh-oh, what are they doing? Yeah, what's, what could you do wrong? Well, some of these concert filmgoers are posting their displeasure to X, formerly Twitter. One posted a short video. 
that showed more than 10 people dancing on the floor in front of the screen and several <laughs> others waving their cell phone flashlights in the air, like back and forth as if it were a lighter. What well, is a concert? What, what do you want? It's a concert movie. I know, but aren't you allowed to have fun and sing along, especially when everyone in there wants to do that? Or are you saying some people just want to sit and watch in silence? It's kind of a weird environment because you're right. It is a concert movie, but it's a concert, like an oxymoron, like jumbo shrimp, you know? So you don't really know what to do when you're in there. Well, what if they had two different theaters and (laughs) like you could call one the lively experience and the other one the sit and watch experience. I, I could see wanting to do like one idea. or the other. Yeah. Well, for instance, one person was complaining that they couldn't even hear Taylor <laughs> in the movie because That's... everybody else was singing so loudly. Unreal. That's wild because I went and saw that movie and it is loud in that right. theater. Your hearing is still recovering, right? Yes, From what I understand. Still. Yeah. What? What'd you say? I said your hearing is. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so you knew it. <laughs> uh, one post said. Guys, OMG, I went to watch the Eras Tour movie and I didn't hear Taylor for one second. It was so bad. Crying face emoji. People were so disrespectful. Like they were some that were actually kicked out of the room because they were being so rude. They completely ruined a lot of people's experience there. In all fairness to Swifties, I bet that's usually not the case. It's probably one story that's been magnified and you went, you were fine. I behaved, yes. You were with... Swifties, it was fine. Yeah, well, I, I happened to go. I was surprised that there weren't that many people at my showing. I went to the first possible showing. Well, hold on. Hold your fight in words. It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to offend any Swifties, all right? It's, well, just everyone have a good time. One thing, when Taylor announced that this was going to be a movie experience, she encouraged fans and said, expect dancing. Uh... Era's tour attire encouraged uh, screaming and singing along. So this, well, I think, was made for her hardcore fans. AMC did issue a statement after Taylor said all of that, saying, We encourage dancing and singing throughout the concert film, but please do not dance on our seats or block others from viewing. Oh, yeah, they got those expensive walking seats, or exiting right? The right. <laughs> yeah, the, these recliners that uh, look yeah. like they're, I mean, they're so fancy oh, now. They're, they're nice. heated, too, which is nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I bet that heat doesn't work on a couple of them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny, what else do you have? Amazon has announced that they're testing drone delivery of prescription medications. This whole drone delivery idea is a little freaky, but cool. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about it. I like it. I'm down for this. I know, but I don't know if I want to be around the streets like in the early days of this technology because does some fall down? Do some hit something and... You know, go into a car. Like, how do you how do you manage that? It's complicated, but that's why they're testing it out. So, the residents of College Station, Texas, are the lucky guinea pigs, and they can expect their prescriptions to be delivered within an hour of placing the order. Wow! Better watch that no one's nearby just swiping those from the yep. front door. Porch pirates, yeah. Well, Amazon says that they do deliver medications currently through Prime. It usually takes one or two days, but if you have an acute illness like the flu. Waiting one or two days for your medication isn't yeah. going to do you any good. So that's true. They're excited about these prospects. The drone is programmed to fly from a delivery center with a secure pharmacy. It'll travel to the customer's address, descend to about 13 feet high, and then drop the padded package on the ground. Excellent. Hey, that's cool. Mobit works out. Yeah, I'm sure this will be totally normal in about 100 years. And now we're just like, ooh, whoa, maybe even fly sooner. You. I think TJ. It could be. Yeah. Flyy things. Right. <laughs> Kenny, what else do you have? 
Netflix is raising its prices again. Oh, great. Yeah, they announced this in their third quarter earnings report. They said their ad-free premium plan is going to go up $3 to $22.99. Its basic plan is going up $2 to $11.99. However, it's important to note that the basic plan is no longer available to newer rejoining customers. So you can only have the basic plan if you already had the basic Mm. plan. Either way, you're paying a little bit more for it. If you were grandfathered in. If you were grandfathered in. Is it possible to go backwards? Yeah, you could change your plan at any time, but you can't go to that basic plan. You would either have to go to the standard plan, which is staying the same at $15.49 a month. Also, the basic ad-free plan is staying the same as customer service rep? No, I'm a reporter. How do you know all this? Ma'am, can you hold for two minutes, please? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I'm reporting the story. Now, I think what's interesting is that they're raising these prices Despite their significant progress with their password sharing crackdown, they reported a 9% year-over-year increase in average paid memberships, adding 8.8 million subscribers last quarter. Bunch of nice guys. They said that they had 247 million paid global subscribers in the third quarter, and they brought in $8.54 billion in revenue last quarter. And they're still raising You know, there's that scene in DuckTales where, what is it, Uncle Scrooge, he jumps into that huge pit of money in his big yeah. money yeah, tower. Uh-huh. Swimming in it. Yeah, they, they must have seen that when they had the rights to Disney all those years ago, and, and they're literally doing that on our dime. Swimming in money, for sure. Not to mention, Netflix is reporting that they plan to open up new brick-and-mortar stores called Netflix yeah. House. People never asked for this. Like, we didn't... <laughs> you're a Netflix fan. Did you ever need a brick-and-mortar store? No, I, no. I didn't think I needed it. Right. Maybe I do. But I don't know. But you're paying for it now. <laughs> well, I guess so. Part of the subscription, perhaps. We're not exactly sure what they're going to sell in there, but there's supposed to be some kind of connection to their original programming. Great. Just keep paying the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, we also don't have to subscribe to it any longer. Right off the bat, you're saying $22 a month. So what is that? Over 250 bucks a year you could save? Well, that's for their premium plan, which includes high definition, unlimited movies, and... Close to $300 No ads. I currently do not subscribe to Netflix. Oh, okay. TJ, I haven't since I got kicked off of my brother's account. Yeah. But I'll, I'll be back. I'm still waiting for that to happen, by the I'll way. I'll be back. I'm still in. I don't know how it's happening, but yeah. I'm in. Good for you. For now, my cell phone provider is paying for my Netflix, but I'm sure the price oh, increase will probably prevent them from paying for it. They, they convinced me to join Disney because of that. Yep, that's my, they get my you. phone provider was like, oh, we'll take care of it. Yep. Three years later, yeah, I'm still paying for it. Yeah. These kids are addicted to it. See how that works? Yep. They know what they're doing. Kenny, what else do you have? Diane Sweeney loved her Volkswagen Beetle. She told her nephew that when she died, she wanted to give her car away in a raffle at her funeral. Her nephew vividly remembers when his aunt Diane made this request, and he promised that he would make it happen. Diane unfortunately did pass away, but his her nephew did come through for her in a big way. He took out an ad in a local newspaper and even got coverage from a local television news station. Huh. And the funeral was jam-packed. Really? That is a great nephew to keep his word. So all for the auction or for the celebration of life? Well, I can assume that there were a lot of friends and family members of Diane, but indeed complete strangers like 16-year-old Gabrielle Bonham, who was one of the people who saw the coverage. She convinced her big sisters to take her there. She said it was very interesting to be at the funeral, not to know her, and to see her life through her family's eyes. Wow. Would you have gone to a funeral like that if you were a sixteen-year-old looking for a car? <laughs> yeah, and they're raffling one off at a, at a life celebration. Would you go? I don't know. It's sixteen, probably not. But now I think, sure, why not? It sounds like a really fun get-together. And I've been to funerals, by the way, 
that feel more alive than like yeah. weddings. Yeah, sure. And, Same. And you know, those are uh, it's it's quite a gift when people celebrate a life mm-hmm. that was well lived. So she filled out her raffle ticket. She didn't hear anything for almost a year, but the reason for that was because of the legal stuff that has to go on when dealing with a person's estate. Finally, when everything was settled, they pulled Gabrielle's ticket from the tumbler, and she was on a family trip at the time. When she got the call, she said her jaw dropped to the floor. Wow. Uh, so indeed, yes, yeah, she won the car, the 2016 Volkswagen Bug. Oh, so people didn't have to pay for it? No. Wow, that's no, interesting. Won the car. car. I assumed it was like an auction where they were bidding. No. That's so fun. No, just, just a raffle. Diane's nephew said the perfect person won the car, as Gabrielle was a young woman in need of a reliable vehicle at the beginning of her adult life, taking the keys from a woman who had just finished wow. hers. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. What a story. Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 